and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with the very stern-looking crow. Hello. What's the matter? Oh, I just I, I updated the uh, program we used to record, Uh huh. and it's got a different interface now. Uh huh. So I was like looking for where the time was to point to you to come in. Okay. And uh, it's changed, so hopefully we're recording everything will be fine. Yeah, hopefully we're recording No now. problem. <laughs> I got a story to tell you before we get into this. Is it going to make me happy? Uh, I think you'll be... Because I've been fucking raging all day. Yeah, no, I, I think you'll start out angry at this, but right. in the end you'll be happy. So right. I was over at a friend's house the other night, and I'm going to be honest, had a few drinks. So I'm on my way home, I headed home early, and I just thought, I'm tired, I'm just going to, and I'm a little tipsy, just going to pull over. I wound up falling asleep. Hmm. So I get this knock on my window, and it's a cop. Tells me to get out of the car, right? Mm-hmm. So I get out. I've never had a roadside sobriety thing before, ever. I've heard about them and all this stuff. But I did hear that if they want to give you that, you should just, like, go, no, give me the breathalyzer. Because the roadside sobriety test, it's supposed to make you look drunk. Right, yep. So I'm like, all right, fine, just give it to me. I blew a point one. I was like, holy shit, hmm. right? Cop goes, sorry, we're going to have to cuff you. So these two cops go to cuff me. I start fighting them, right? We're down on the ground. No, I mean, uh, that's that's reasonable because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, why are they trying to restrain you? You, so, were, you, were, yeah. you were complying. I was like, shit, got to get out of yeah. here. So we're, we're struggling, and one of the cops is yelling, stop struggling, stop struggling. I grab, I accidentally grab his taser, right? Well, but, but he was trying to, like, wasn't he like, I mean, it, did he have it out? No. Or was I, it in his holster? It was in his holster. So I pull it out, right? Uh, he shoots his taser at me. I shoot a taser at him, and I just start fucking running. Right. Right? So as I'm running, I'm turning around. I'm going to shoot this cop with this because I don't want him to catch me. Right? I shoot, and I miss. Then you know what happened? He was. He says, hey, stop. And so I turned and looked at him, and he goes, white privilege. It's okay. So you just. We hugged it out. I went home. You know. It does make me happy. Yeah. It's a good see? story. Because it, and it's totally believable. Right. You know? Totally. You had me going for a little bit there. <laughs> So, you one of the things you were raging about was we were just listening to the, uh, I think it's the, uh, I don't know if it's the state of Atlanta, state of Georgia, or the the district attorney. Yeah, district attorney um, for that county in Atlanta. Yeah, I have no idea. I was talking about the eleven charges they've thrown at this officer. Yeah. Who? Uh, what's the guy's name? Brooks or something? The officer. No, the guy Roth is the name of the officer. Oh, I, I, the, the, the shit heel who got shot. I don't give a, a crap. I'm not saying his fucking name. I'm tired of this. Say his name. Bullshit. I don't even know what you're talking about. Is that yeah. a Beyonce song? Is it yeah. Destiny's Child? Yes. Same a name. Same a name. Uh, anyway, he, uh, they're leveling eleven charges on this guy for shooting this guy who there's video of running away from the cops and shooting a taser. And they say, hey, that's a non-lethal weapon, you know. Well, my question is, what if it hits him? What's he going to do? 
Is he going to keep running? Is he going to come back and grab the cop's gun? Yeah. What's he going to do? If, if, if whatever threat is against the officer has the um, a chance or um, maybe even a probability of incapacitating, incapacitating, and I haven't even been drinking, incapacitating the officer, then that officer could have his gun taken. And that's a big problem. So if you're um, going to come after an officer, even if you're if you got the officer in a headlock and you're or a front headlock and you're wrestling him, he has every right to pull his gun and shoot you. Well, so this uh, district district attorney, I think that's what he was. I didn't hear the beginning of this press conference when they were given these 11 charges. He said one of the cases they referred to, and I can't remember the case name, basically says an officer in, again, either Atlanta's county or the state of Georgia cannot deploy a taser on someone running away from them. But. And he goes, so, I mean, uh, he's. On the other hand. But he's doing this like a mic drop thing. He's like, so there you go. What about the fact that the suspect's armed and actively using that weapon against the officer? No, oh, that don't, we can't. Don't. That's a separate. That doesn't have. Don't confuse that's, anything. That's neither here nor there. This is precedent as to why they can charge him. Yeah. So in other words, if you're going to fight a cop, you know, land a few good punches in and then turn and run away because mm-hmm. they can't do anything. Then. I, well, this is ridiculous. Why yeah. does why does anyone want to be a cop anymore? And then it turns out that the other officer that was there is going to be supposedly a witness for the state. Yeah. So you don't have the backing of your fellow officers. You don't have the backing of your superior officer. You don't have the backing of the politicians. You don't have the backing of the media, um, half the populace. Why are you a cop at this point? Yeah. And they said the cop yelled something like, got it, while, you know, the taser was got fired. Him. I think this. I think he said, "Got it." Okay. Well, the DA said, "Got him." Or something oh, like that. I, I could have sworn he said, "Got it." Mm. Anyway, well, so they said, "That's you know, that's damn near premeditation, right there." Yeah. Well, what, this is crazy. Yeah, I got him. It's basically telling the other officer, "You don't have to shoot." I got him. It's it's well, saying, and here's the thing: when you say that, I got him, is because if there's the more shooting that's done, the more chance that an innocent person will get shot in the crossfire. So you want to stop when you, when the threat is stopped, which he believed the threat was stopped by saying "got him" is telling the other officer not to shoot, or maybe he didn't even say it. Yeah. Well, supposedly there's audio of him saying it. Well, I don't know if there is. Well, that's what. Yeah. Or maybe he said. Maybe he said, "Get him." Yeah. But I'm I'm. It's easy enough to say in that situation you say got him because you're saying okay it's over threat threat is done we don't have to fire anymore it's basically signaling to the other police officer with you that you don't have to keep firing or you, you know so it and that's simple that that's something you could aren't they saying that happened before he shot no after got it got him whatever <laughs> um but if you watch the the body cams from these these cops were polite to him through this entire thing. Yeah, but he wasn't a threat. He was he was polite right back to him. The guy was and he was the guy was drunk though. He was yeah. obviously drunk. He had was false. You fall asleep in your car that hard in the in a drive through, and then yeah, um, in the drive through, slurring your words and and confused about everything and and you know it's just one thing after the other. These these cops were doing what they're supposed to do. They were dotting their eyes and crossing their t's when it came to arresting him for being drunk. Uh, and when they finally arrested for being drunk, and they're saying, the DA was saying that they, you know, basically are saying unlawful imprisonment and assault by grabbing him and saying you're under arrest, uh, put your hands behind your back. 
I can't remember. Did the did the cops say you're under arrest? I don't know. I don't care at this point. I think he did. Yeah. Uh, he 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 went and said, "Put your hands behind your back." You know what you're supposed to do at that point? Fucking comply. If you have a problem with it and you think it's wrongful, you come back afterwards. You come you you come, go through the court system like you're supposed to. You don't fucking fight with the cops. I don't care. If it was a, a, a fucking white guy fighting the cops doing this, if it was a woman fighting the cops, and, and I mean, like, it'd have to be like a trans or something. <laughs> but uh, you you would expect to have the same reaction, the same consequences of doing that. So I'm, I'm and we're getting to the point where they're not, they'll never ever bring up the fact that all these situations have a counterpart, probably multiplied by five or ten, of white people having this done to them by the police. The almost like same situations and you just don't hear about this because it's not uh, what the message is that the media wants you to hear that or that these BLM protesters want you to hear that there's this un, unending um, war from white police officers murdering and slaughtering blacks on the streets every day, every minute of every day, unrelenting. And if you just look at the facts, they don't, that doesn't even come close to bearing out that there's more white people killed by cops or brutalized i guess by bad cops than there are blacks brutalized by percentage wise and people will say well that's bullshit well look it up on the fbi, FBI statistics there's all other all kinds of other statistics you can look up i I'll, i can put them in a link percentage wise i don't think white people have black people beat when it comes to getting beat up by cops so but i remember there was that harvard study that came harvard professor who did a study a couple years ago about um the incidents where white cops shoot black people and it turns out they shoot white people like five to seven times as much or something like yeah. that. And the other researchers, other pro cops or racists kill black people kind of thing came so back percentage and said, wise, it's percentage wise, it's way per, more per black capita. People. No, that's not true. And, uh, but that's what the study showed. Whatever. Sure. Maybe that study does, does, but if, if it, whatever the case is, it's not the picture they're painting is not anywhere near, um, what what they're what they're saying it is. So uh, I just want to be clear. It, you're saying if there's a hundred thousand white people who have an interaction with a cop, and there's a hundred thousand black people who have an interaction, the white people are way more likely to be roughed up. And, not not way more likely. It's uh, you know, it's but like significantly a, statistically, statistically more. they're more likely. And I don't know if it's it's um, if it's two to one or five to one. I can't remember on top of my head. But it's the the pure population shows obviously that there's more because there's more white people obviously. Then it's going to be more. And even though black people have more interactions with police because they commit more crime, and that's that's a fact, um, they still, I can't even still, look at you. Yeah, still per 100,000, if you do the statistics that way, it's still more white people being killed by cops and unarmed, I think. is Maybe it's maybe that was the case, unarmed. I'll look it up and I'll put I'll link it on the on the show notes. You know, you're throwing a lot of numbers at me. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't have time to. I've been so fucking enraged today and I was working. I didn't have a chance to pull this stuff up. Um, but I'll, I'll link it afterwards. But any, anyway, regardless of that, let's say my numbers are off and, and even percentage wise, black people are, uh, unarmed. Like it was like 11 last year. I think I can't remember. See, it's too many goddamn numbers to keep track of right now. But, um, even if it was, um, let's say more black people were, you know, per capita, um, killed by police officers unarmed or whatever. It's still not the, the way it's being portray- portrayed by the activists in the media. It's not, it's not a slaughter of black people in the streets. So and any so the news is lying to me. Yeah, any one of these instances will have a counterpart, probably multiple counterparts, where it happened to a white person, and but they'll never bring that up. And I'm getting to the point where, honestly, I think maybe they, which is what the left, a lot of the left are saying that they want in certain in a lot of circumstances, they want to bring back segregation. 
and I'm kind of for it. I'm, I'm saying at this point, if you want um, black cops should be dealing with black criminals, white cops should be dealing with white criminals and maybe do that from this point on. That's kind of what they're what they're going for, right? Are you saying that maybe black people should live in one place and white people should live in another? Well, I'm not saying you should, but you more likely if that's if that's the case that they're going to say, well, you can't be a white cop and police black people. Well, then the the counter should be true too. You can't be a black cop and police white people. You can't be an Asian cop and, and police black people. You, you have to have the same um, ethnicity or same race um, policing that um, demographic. So if that's the case, then norm, then I guess more, most people will think, well, you know, uh, maybe I should bundle together with my own people, so I, you know, so I have representation and I have protection. Uh, well, this this brings up a couple questions. Um, but do you think, you know, we've we've mentioned this before, but do you think uh, they really understand what they're asking for here? No, of course not. And that's and and even if they don't understand, like. The what do you call it? The Kool Aid drinkers and the useful idiots—they don't understand. Um, the ones that are like fomenting this—they understand. Their their goal is to just destroy the system, disrupt the system, and bring in you know their utopia of whatever the socialist, the Marxist, communist, whatever the fuck is that they want to bring in. Uh, the ends justify the means for them. They'll lie, lie, lie. They know what they're doing, and they know they have all these Kool Aid drinkers just foaming at the mouth, waiting to eat it up. Or drink it down, I guess. So okay. Um, well, you know, one thing that uh, Vince from Red Elephants brought up is he still on YouTube? Is he yeah, he's talking? still there. I'm okay. surprised. He said, "You know, this is the most diverse country in the history of the world. I mean, we have more races here than anywhere else." And he says, "Maybe that's why we have more problems." And I'm not, I'm not arguing for segregation, but well, when, when you have people that start to want to identify, not not as an American culture, but as a, no, I'm this kind of thing. And, you know, I'm this and you're that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I was just thinking today, what if somebody said Irish lives matter? You know, they, they were saying the cops are killing Irish people in a disproportionate number. Nobody would care. Right. They would think it was ridiculous. So, well, and, then, you- and then a friend of ours posted on Facebook and this is the level and he's a smart guy. I mean, he's a very smart guy, but this is the level of stupid shit they buy into. He says, okay, if all lives really matter, then you believe, then you'll vaccinate your kids and you believe in universal health care. And I'm just like, those two things don't have anything to do with this. Yeah. You know? Well, to your point, uh, uh, London, uh, you know, Britain, London, and Australia are having a lot of the same issues we're having with, with uh, riots based on no race basically and okay so what is that telling you at this point well there's there's are getting worse because there are some groups i mean tommy robinson is going out with uh people and protecting some of these statues mm-hmm. but there are some groups in england right now that are they're blatantly like hey we're i wouldn't say they say they're white supremacists but they're probably white separatists kind of things and they're throwing rocks back at these protesters and I think, you know, what you're pushing uh, when you base an agenda strictly on race, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. Well, what's the uh, what's the YouTuber, the Australian YouTuber, um, Avi? Yemeni. Yemeni. He uh, went to a protest in Australia that was formed after uh, George Floyd. 
um, incident went down and it was a lot of people marching out there, Black Lives Matter, all that. And he went and asked him straight up, uh, well, what about, have you heard the name Justine Damon? Because she was an Aussie. And everybody was like, no. Uh, white people, black people, whatever. No. He goes, well, did you know she was a white woman in Minneapolis that, or Minnesota? It was Minneapolis. Close enough. Minneapolis that was shot by a black officer. Shot and killed in her pajamas. Innocent. She had no weapon on her. Have you? Did you know? Do, do you think her life matters? Would you have? Did you, why weren't you out here protesting for that? And the responses were basically, one white, well, one black guy goes, uh, basically, he didn't care. He goes, uh, don't all lives matter? And he's like, no, just walked away. Um, the white people, white one white woman in a in a subway, um, or they don't call them subways over there, but whatever. She goes, uh, well, yeah, it just shows systematic racism. He goes, what? She goes, yeah, yeah, this this guy, this. This officer was uh, was charged because of racism, so she automatically took the side of the black officer in this. And he, Avi, was like, "Are you are you kidding me?" He had this look on his face, like, "I did not expect it to go that far." Yeah, you know? no kidding. And uh, then the other person, another white group that he talked to, uh, when he brought up the fact of uh, Justine Damon was killed by unarmed um, in her pajamas after calling the police for help, and he goes, "Don't all lives matter?" And the one girl goes. No, not at this moment. Ooh, that's so, dangerous stuff. And that's kind of the attitude. It's like this is not the time. This all lives matter. Don't not right now. They don't matter. Just black lives. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? See, you have to look at what this movement is doing now. And I'm not talking about just Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about the Democratic Party. Everything they're talking about doing: removing freedoms, changing words, telling you certain people matter and others don't as much, saying that the ones who matter are. Uh, being agreed, aggrieved by the ones who don't. This is textbook fascism, Nazism kind of stuff. It is exactly the same thing. You know, now I'm not saying they're going to haul white people off and start gassing them, but I'm saying the playbook they're using to get people to shut up is exactly the same playbook. Yeah. So I've, I'm talking about the stats. I'm on, this is actually the Red Elephants, his website. Um, he's got some, all the, the sites linked and statistics. And he goes, this is the part, the true statistics of police killings. Another aspect of race relations is that large, that's largely ignored by the media is the fact that more whites are killed by police than blacks. On top of this, FBI data, FBI data shows that for every 10,000 black Americans arrested for violent crime, three are killed. Yet for every 10,000 white Americans arrested for violent crime, four are killed. Black police officer on black perpetrator accounts for many of the black victim police killings as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he goes, uh, biased newspapers make it difficult to see this fact, though clicking on categories like race or choosing total rather than per million reveals the amounts of whites killed annually can in fact be more than double or triple that of blacks. Do you know any of their names? Taking into account that blacks are far more likely to commit violent crimes than whites, these figures, if anything, suggest an anti-white bias. Is it possible that due to negative press in the past, police are more hesitant to shoot blacks than they are to shoot whites? That could be well, at this I'll, point. I'll admit, and this was this was more than 10 years ago, I had some kids in my yard. They weren't from my neighborhood. Um, this was just a you know Midwest middle-class neighborhood at the time. And uh, these kids, three of them, were outside my house, and I've got a mowing edge that's got rocks in it. And they were throwing rocks at my other neighbor's dog. Just throwing rocks at them. So I went outside, and these three kids are there, and they're probably – it was a, a girl and two boys. The girl was probably 10. The boys were like 
eight and six probably. And, you know, they're, I walk out there and I go, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. And the youngest kid just dropped the rocks right away. Just dropped them. And uh, I said, put the rocks back. The girl put her rocks down. And the one kid, the uh, older of the two boys, like eight, nine years old, just stares at me like, what are you going to do? And I said, what do you got in your pockets? He goes, nothing. I said, turn out your pockets. He goes, I don't got anything in them. And I said, do it. And he did. And there were rocks in his hands, not in his pockets, though. Like, all right. My wife goes, God, I want to say something to their parents about them. And I'm like, well, first of all, they're not from here. I know they're from the neighborhood over from us Um, because I'd seen them there before on our walks and stuff. And I said, I'm not going to say anything to their parents. Why wouldn't I go say something to their parents? Because mm-hmm. you know how that's going to – well, the kids are black. Ass- you can assume what's going to happen. The kids were black. Yeah. And that may not be true. Their parents may have been – Might actually – Might have said – Appreciative that you come up and say that. You know, I don't want the kids doing that. But I just – I didn't want to run the risk. Yeah. Because I, I didn't want to be that invested in that problem. At that point, I'm just going to go, I don't want to see those kids run around here again, yeah. which is unfortunate. And I'm not saying there aren't white kids in my neighborhood who took the rocks and threw them. Right. I've, they didn't throw them at my neighbor's dog, but, you know, they do other stuff too. But those parents I'd have walked over to and said, hey, you know, tell your kid to cut it out. And if the parent would have said, well, fuck you, I'd have said, well, fuck you too, and tell your kid to cut it out. But you just don't want to – I don't – I'm not afraid of being called racist because you're going to hear that no matter what. Right. No matter what, you're going to hear it. So just get used to it. I just don't want to deal with all the shit that comes with it. Well, I think that's where a lot of conservatives are right now, you know? Well, I do kind of want just a little bit more on statistics. I know that it gets really old to hear all the numbers, but I think a lot of our listeners don't don't hear this or haven't seen this. So I want to just bring up a little, little bit more of this. So this is from the same article from the Red Elephants from uh, Vince. It goes, if we look at specific, or if we look specifically unarmed black men shot by police, the data from the Washington Post from 2016 shows that there were a total of 18. When comparing this to data from the, or data to CDC data, so he's, he's doing more than just FBI, he's doing different data points. Uh, CDC data that shows other causes of death, it puts everything into perspective. There are more unarmed and armed white Americans killed by police annually despite black Americans having 20 to 30 times the amount of police encounters due to the crime rates being 20 to 30 times higher. Finally, many of the unarmed black Americans shot by police were shot by black officers. Black Americans are also 18 times more likely to shoot and kill a police officer than the other way around. And you, do you hear that? Uh, anything about that? So there are more Who is white officers black or? Americans okay. are also 18 times more likely to shoot and kill a police officer than the other way around. Despite making up only 6.4% of the population of the United States, black males make up 33% of cop killers. I can, I can explain that though. And they're what? Systematic racism. Ah, okay. And that doesn't, it does, he doesn't break that down to officers race, which doesn't matter at this point. So there's four more police officers killed by black males every year than there are black males killed by police officers. You don't see how that's systematic racism. I, you have to explain that to me. Uh, I don't really have time to do that okay. right now. And there's see, nuance too, right? It's, it, there's nuance. And look, it's not really my job to educate you. You need to educate yourself. I don't, I'm not going to waste my time. Doing I'll link, that. I'll link this article though. I mean, it's, it's got, it's pretty well researched 
And it's not just one set of statistics. It's different. You know, like you had the Washington Times, you had the CDC, FBI. So it's not like they're just cherry picking one thing and then coming to a conclusion. This is pretty well researched stuff. And I'm not saying this to say that, you know, there's a, a, a major criminality problem in the black uh, in, with blacks. Um, genetically speaking, they're just they're they're just prone to be uh, be violent. That's not even close to what I'm saying. So that is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say. Why are you winking? You didn't wink this time. But, you had a very serious look on your face. But the the fact is, and most conservative black people will say the same thing. There is a problem within the culture. Why did you wink when you said conservative <laughs> black people? No, so. I I agree. It's and if you have white kids and white people that are adopting this kind of this. You know this this chip on the shoulder, this getting one over on somebody is is, is laudable of this um, fuck authority attitude. The white white kids or white people that adopt that attitude, that victim attitude, and they're out to get me attitude, and you know tough guy attitude, they end up getting into a lot more trouble too. So it's it's cultural, it's not racial. Well, and it's it's an area too. I mean, they brought up uh, when Baltimore had its riots after the Freddie Gray thing. You know, when Freddie Gray died in police custody, mm-hmm. uh, there were the riots there, and they showed the crime rates, the heat mapped Baltimore, and most of their crime was coming from one specific area of town. So they weren't they weren't uh, accurately displaying what was going on in Baltimore, and they said, oh, Baltimore's crime rate is this and blah, blah, blah. It's one very small part of Baltimore that accounted for like 75% of the crime. Chicago, same thing. You have a lot of black people killing each other in Chicago. So how do you explain how that's systematic racism? Yeah. I need someone. I'm not saying it couldn't be. I need someone to explain it to me. You can't just throw something out there and I have to accept it. It's just right now the climate we're in is not. It's changing. It's not organic. Climate's changing. Yes. It's a changing. Um it's not what's happening is not organic. It's not like just, you know, righteous outrage um, by systematic racism. And it's just the straw that broke the camel's back. This is not what's happening. This is manufactured by these agitators that have been allowed to um, propagate in our inner society. The, they've been they've been educated in our education system. Um, you know, these Marxists um, and they've they're out there and they've been allowed to spread their message and to seed into communities throughout the United States. And they've just wait, they wait for these, you know, flashpoints to get in there and like foment this kind of um, situation so that they can destabilize and usher in whatever fucking nonsense bullshit that they're, that they're trying to do. They want to destroy the system. They want to destroy the white patriarchy. They want to destroy the nuclear family, whatever they want to destroy. This is their method. And it's not a joke. It's what they're doing. This isn't tinfoil hattery. They, when they say outside agitators came in, well, it's not what, what they're saying. It's not white fucking supremacists coming in and doing this. It's not, um, you know, uh, it's KKK. white college educated kids from upper middle class families yeah. and black educated black people that have the black nationalist attitude, like, you know, that, that have been preached to like Keith Ellison. Yeah. People like him that, and they're getting into, in the positions of power and they're bringing their, they're surrounding themselves with these same kind of attitude. People, you're the black nationalist attitude. Or the or the um, Bernie bro um, national national socialist bullshit um, attitudes, where you know you've got him on tape saying if Bernie if Bernie's just uh, the voice, he's not really a message. And once once uh, once we get our shit in, then you'll see the real you see the truth behind what we want. You know they have to water it down. Bernie's just like you know just the foot in the door for what we really want. 
we, yeah. they, all these organizers for Bernie, the, the the people that were in charge of, you know, getting um, more people involved, you know, per city, those guys in charge aren't aren't there to just uh, be part of the process. They want to burn it fucking down. And getting their foot in the door like that is just a way to do that, and then they can have more people around them. They're they're uh, they're really cancerous. Well, it's like the it's like the uh, red threat, but real. I want to talk about the the chop zone, but before we do that, the, the Chaz chop. Yeah, it's the chop zone now. Uh, in the Capitol Hill occupied protest. Uh, but before we get into that, I was going to ask you so a few questions. If you start your own country, is it going to be Kroganistan or Crotopia? Hmm. Uh, I don't like either one of those. And I'm jealous because Rooster doesn't translate into any of that stuff, like Roosterburg or yeah, something like, like that. It'd be like the uh, the United Colonies of Rooster or something for you. Yeah, I don't, U- I don't know. UCR or something like that. That's what it ended up being. Yeah. It's, uh, you just have, to, just have to have a cool flag in your set. Yeah, we got a cool flag. I mean, United States of America is not a great name for a country. Yeah, but we got used to it. The U.S. of A. Yeah, it's just what it's just they call them now. So yeah. Um, all right, what would the what would the rules of uh, Kroganistan be? Oh, boy, it'd be like a manifesto. There'd be so many rules, rules upon rules. There would be. Oh yeah. Really? Yep. Seriously. Yeah. What What are some of the rules? Um. Poof. No, uh, no disparaging crow. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with this. Right. There must be parades held in your honor. Oh yeah, weekly. So basically, and if it, you don't have the weekly parade, basically it's North Korea, pretty much. <laughs> but benevolent. Yeah, there are no benevolent dictators. <laughs> they all wind up hung up like Mussolini. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think Roosterburg would be a great place to live. <laughs> I really do. Everyone, first of all, they'd be stuff like mind your own damn business. Yeah. You know? Basically be a, what is it, a, a originalist constitutional. Yeah, kinda. but I mean, your neighbors would come over and say, hey, what are you doing later? You'd be like, you know, technically you can't ask me that here. <laughs> so go back to your side of the fence. So I, I think that'd be pretty good. Um, well, so Chaz, the Capitol Hill authoritative, or no, sorry, it's not the authoritative zone. It's the uh, autonomous zone uh, has now changed to chop. And uh, a few people say that's not coincidental because they're citing the uh, they're citing the French Revolution and guillotining stuff. I don't I don't really think that's the case. I think they're switching the name to show that they're not because there was that was a CNN reporter who went by and said, oh, this is like a street festival here. And one of the people said, don't say that. It's not. This is. You know, this isn't a party. This is we're serious. So don't talk like that. And I think they might have changed their name just to show, no, 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 this is ours. Now they're not one of the their ever growing list of demands is they want this area permanently ceded to them. Hmm. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, didn't the uh, mayor say that it was going to be the summer of love? Yeah. Until they uh, trash her house. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. I. I heard that from one source, so I don't know if that's true. Okay. But she was like, hey, leave them alone. They're do-. And then her house got trashed. I don't know if she even lives in that area. Maybe she does. But um, So here's my question. If you were, and I'm, and I'm serious about this, if you were Trump, what would you do in this case? What would I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to be doing the right thing right now. 
I think just let it play out a little bit, show how ridiculous um, the situation is and how bad their leadership is. Let it play out for a little bit, but talk tough, talk or talk tough. Okay. You know, don't don't act like it's an it's not a big deal. He's been doing that. He's been saying this is not cool. You guys need to handle this shit. So, but he's not stepping in yet, and I wouldn't either at this point. I'd, I'd let it play out a little bit more. I think I would step in soon, and here's what I do. Well, there are citizens that need protection, need help. I would say, listen, if you guys want to be your own country, you've decided you're going to be your own country. We can uh, deal with you diplomatically later. But right now, uh, we need every citizen, American citizen in that area who wishes to leave to be let out, you know. Um, we need to, we, those are our citizens. We need to protect them. So if anybody wants to leave, they got 48 hours to go. Okay. And you need to let them go. Then I would put a fucking wall around that place and be like, sorry, this is, this is a hostile enemy on our own territory and there's nothing going in here. So we're not going and cleaning their, uh, their porta potties for them and all that stuff. And we're not sending them food and all of those things. They are what the, they've seized this spot, and we're not going to fight them over it right now. But we're not going to help them either. You know, okay. we're not doing it. What about the uh, people who had businesses in there that basically lost their livelihood? Well, when our country eventually gets that land back, then we'll deal with that. You know. Yeah. Did you hear about the uh, the warlord of uh, well of, of before we go on to that that whole thing would be if you did that be over in three days yeah because without a shot fired because uh, there it cannot exist on its own yeah there every the every city has about uh, three days worth of food stocked in their grocery stores if if it comes down to it there if you don't have the distribution system of 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 getting these grocery stores replenished. Uh, they run out of food almost immediately when there's a situation like this. Well, and here's my question. Okay, so it's a six or seven block. I've heard it was six, and now it's seven. I don't know if that's yeah. true. Um, I've heard they. What happens if you live two blocks away? Yeah. And the mayor's not doing anything. Yeah. You know, and these people run out of food. What are they going to do? They're going to start spilling over into other homes and looking for that. Well, you heard what happened when I when a, a shop owner called police for uh he was robbed hear, hear what happened i i didn't hear this whole thing i did he, he was robbed and the police never showed up right and the response was well we had eyes on we had officers outside the area and it wasn't a, a life-threatening situation so we didn't deploy our officers hmm. so and they said they said in the case of like shots fired or or uh, immediate uh, threat they'll send police in that's what they said but who knows i'm thinking of a different one i heard then i heard a guy who was being interviewed and it's, I didn't hear the whole thing, like, from the very beginning on, but it sounds like somebody in the Chaz came in and tried to tried to steal from his business, and he stopped him, and he grabbed him, was going to turn him over to the local authorities, the Chaz people, uh, who were grateful that he did that, you know. But this guy, in the meantime, came back and tried to burn down his store. Yeah. And he's like... I tried to do the right thing. I tried to help people. And he goes, and now they've, they're basically letting this guy burn down my store and can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, there's this dude that calls himself the warlord or they call him the warlord of Chaz. Now he's, his name is Raz, a rapper. 
Raz, this guy. Raz from Chaz. Yeah. I heard he was uh, more of a supreme Airbnb host. Yeah. Well, the word is this guy, his name's Solomon Samuel Simone. Is his name. And uh comes out he uh, owns multiple guns, although he has a felony, but he got some some sort of some sort of um, release saying he could own guns, um, owns luxury automobiles, millions in real estate. They're saying he's uh, he's got money or he's supported by the Islamic government of Dubai. All kinds of crazy shit that you're hearing about this guy. Um, but he uh, he was he received a grant for eighty two thousand dollars from the city of Seattle to open his own studio in a building he purchased with another loan. He owns multiple luxury cars, Tesla, BMW, Jaguar. He also has some prime real estate and rental properties. He owns the Raz Fashion Line, the Aurora Smoke Shop, a social club called the Spot, the Black Umbrella Corporate Corporation. All this from funding and sweetheart deals, and uh, he's got. Uh, Let's see here. And he's connected to the Islamists. He's he's involved in the Manifesto, Washington State, which is the first black Muslim independent state. He's being sponsored and has been hosted by the Dubai government. So anti-white, anti-American, um, and uh, owning guns when he was a felon. Think he gets charged with treason? No. Shouldn't he be? Yeah. Of course. He won't, though. I mean, he should be. I've lost lost all um, um, sense of justice from from way back from years ago when they when every every time someone gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar gets caught uh, doing illegal shit and they're uh, important to people quote unquote and they just get let go. It started with Lois Lerner from uh, the IRS. That's that's where I completely lost all hope that the justice system was not fucking corrupt in America. So. Yeah, I mean, it seems well, it remains to be seen what they do with this guy, but I'm continuing to think this is not going to end well. Yeah. And uh, Tim Poole was saying that he was he was uh, hearing some people say, "Well, this is going to turn Seattle moderate, not not conservative, but that they'll get a more moderate mayor out of this." He said, "No, I just don't see that happening. I do. This has gone too far for a lot of people." in the middle and center left people. I think they're just like, these people can just come in and do this. This is insane. Hmm. So you reading some more about the Chaz. Yeah. This is pretty disgusting stuff. I mean, I'm see, I'm watching stills of a, of a movie he produced. So he's, 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 he's a big deal, I guess. So he, uh, what is it? Uh, has a studio where he produces films and he had, he was a lead in a movie about a white girl being gang raped by a group of black men. We've got still images of this too. Was he the white girl? He's yeah. He's the lead role as a white girl. Uh, he, so he's a lead role as a gangsta. He meets a young white girl at his place at a party and the party quickly turns into a sexual assault. Victims choked, tries to resist, gets punched in the face and passes out. Passed out victim is then carried to the bedroom where she's repeatedly gang raped. Uh, then comes a disagreement and a shootout. Yes. And Chaz is confirmed as the lead character, and I'm sh- I'm watching stills of this. This is an actual video, and yeah, it's uh it's a video produced where they beat the shit out of a white girl and raper, and uh, and there's a sh- and then there's a thug shootout in the bed after she's you know after she's passed out. So right, this is beautiful. This this is this is beautiful culture. That, you know what that is? What's that? Systematic racism. Yeah, right um, there. Disgusting. So you know. I don't know, man. I'm so fucking fed up. So when are you moving to your uh, 40-acre plot in Idaho? Well, 
Did you order your backyard farmer book yet? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm, 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 I have no interest in gardening, but I'm going to have to marry someone who has buying interest your in solar it. panels. Yeah. In, in the green, the, someone with the green thumb, I'm going to have to try to find. So, because uh, I, I'm just fucking fed up with, with all this. Disgusted. Crows over the edge. I, I pretty much am. And they're, they're pretty much creating what they want to create. They, they, sowing racial division is, is, the number one goal of these, you know, anti-American, you know, pro-Marxist assholes, because it's the fastest and easiest way to what they want is, which is a breakdown society and the civil war they want to foment. As the easiest way to go about that is to put everybody at each other's throats, and racially, it's the it's the fastest and easiest way to do it, and it's succeeding. Because not only are they've got black people um, thinking that every interaction they have with the police officers gonna gonna um, end with them getting shot or murdered. Um, but they've got white people going like that would normally be, I don't have any problem with black people going, I just don't want to deal with these fuckers anymore. That's just the attitude they're having. Like, it's just not, it's not worth it. Did you see the video of the couple that were pulled over by police? I can't remember where this was. They got pulled over and the, they were going to pull the, the male out of the driver's side and the female in the car was hysterically screaming saying, let go of me, let go of me. And when they pulled her out of the car, she goes, I can't breathe, was screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, even though nobody was touching her, nobody was on her. Did you see that? No. It was fucking hysterical. And, I mean, I've got it on my phone here. but um, So she's screeching the whole time, let, let go of me. And she sounded like like the literal, like the definition of hysterical. And when she got out and they, they finally put her down to cuff her, she was screaming, I can't breathe. And then she basically pretended to pass out played limp like like she just like they like they caused her to pass out now maybe she hyperventilated and passed herself out because that's how hysterical she was okay or she was playing possum to look you know because she knew it was being recorded by the dash cam of the of police cars but this whole time while she's doing this what's the black guy doing the the boyfriend or husband or whatever the hell it is that's in the car talking shit the whole really? time they pull them out fucking pussies fucking bitches hoes pussies non-stop so this chip on his fucking shoulder she's hysterically screeching escalating the situation and these cops are supposed to remain calm collected in control professional the whole time they do this you think anybody could handle that like in a situation on a day-to-day basis and not get just like have some sort of like emotional response to that and just snap like you're starting to have right now even i'm not a fucking police officer and i can imagine if i was a police officer i'd be in fucking prison right now you know because i would snap you're gonna be in prison soon anyway but isn't it ridiculous yeah it is ridiculous but uh, I was listening to Tim Pool's podcast the other day, one of his 300 channels or whatever, and uh, he's got a buddy on there with him um, who says he's going to vote Trump now. He's a lifelong Democrat, and he was talking about you know all these different scenarios and everything, and uh, he does a great job of pushing back on Tim. Uh, he, Tim's a little hyperbolic sometimes, but uh, Tim said, oh, Civil War is coming, and I can't remember this, his buddy's name. But he says, uh, well, I don't deny that, but they start arguing about what it'll look like. And it, Tim goes, oh, it's going to be fighting in the streets. And his buddy says, uh, no. Um, he goes, white people are going to pull back to their rural areas and all that stuff where everybody knows everybody else. And, um, you know, the cops do stuff and the citizens say, yeah, hey, we're with you. And he goes, and the thing is, that's where you grow most of the food, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think this whole movement can sustain itself. I and there's a reason why revolutions die. But you're already having, 
you're already seeing cracks in this whole Chaz thing. Did you listen to Justice and Drew this morning? Did you hear this uh, black woman there who was saying why she's never going to vote for Joe Biden? Yeah. Because she goes, you want to see black people getting locked up? She goes, you vote for Joe Biden. And, uh, I mean, she's she's in that area, too. And then they said they were going to have a, a council in the Chaz. And it was going to be a black man, a black woman, and a white woman. And then they said, no, we got to represent more people. So they added a black man. It was a black man, a black woman, a white woman, and then a uh, Latino woman. And then they said, well, then we have to have Filipino. Oh, but we, and they just started breaking. Next thing you know, it was like 12 people on a big council and 12 more on a small council. You're like, you don't need to represent every single ethnicity. They're going to have homeless people on this thing. And, you know, I'm not trying to, to disparage just homeless people in general. And I'm sick and tired of hearing people experiencing homelessness. You know, that's just, that's a nice way of putting they don't have somewhere to live. But they, uh, they're going to have those people on there. And some homeless people are homeless because they're certifiably crazy. And these are people you're talking about being involved in your government. This is nuts. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't think it can sustain itself. I think it's going to do a lot of damage. It's going to be interesting to see. I think within a month, this whole Seattle thing is over, good, bad, or otherwise, but I think it will be over. It's going to be interesting to see the video from inside that place because I think every building that's in there is going to be just fucking trashed. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I'm not hopeful. I think there's going to be lasting damage just because – there's already so much capitulation being done to law enforcement, like the standard, you know, the rules and procedures. And we're going to lose a lot of good cops that are like, we're done. We're, we're fed up with this. And what are they going to replace them with? I agree. But where are you going to lose them? You're not going to lose them in in uh, just your average town, you know, Main Street, USA. You're going to lose them in these big liberal cities. You know. Are you hearing about problems with cops in Tennessee and Kentucky and places like this? I mean, well, let's say let's talk about Minneapolis here. Let's say the people are fed up and like me moving out of Minneapolis. Um, But then you have to have a procedure done at HCMC, the Hennepin County Medical Center or some, you know, there's there's a lot of um, specialists in Minneapolis for for medical procedures what if you need that done and you need to get into that into the city to do that now you have to be worried about that because you can't walk into the hospital armed well that's that's not a great example because about the only thing and i know hcmc pretty well um the only thing they really have there that you can't find there's a they're a level one trauma center right you know but i mean it covers a huge area i mean we hear the lifelink helicopter flying over our house all the time so You'll be able to find normal standard medical care, you know, in the suburbs without any problem. In fact, in some cases, better stuff. And then uh, I guess I don't care because I'm not a sports ball guy. So all yep, the uh, all can the, be going yeah, to that. All the sporting events that's that's done. Well, there's no reason to go to those because mm-hmm. you know that if there's no good policing down there, what's you know what that's going to be like mm-hmm. when you're when you're entering and leaving. Those. No big no big conventions. No maybe, big. Maybe once you get um, through the doors through the uh, the metal detectors, maybe you might be safe because of the security there. Possibly, probably if you, not. If you want to go to a Vikings game or something right downtown and go to U.S. Bank Stadium, you'll probably be safe once you get out of the parking ramp into the Skyway. You'll probably be safe then. 
you know, the skyway that leads right from the parking ramps yeah. into the stadium, you'll be safe there. But what do you do when the 10 blocks you got to walk in between? Yep. That's already shitty. Yeah, nobody's going to want to do that. So I found that the audio of that encounter, it was Aurora where this happened. So, Colorado? Yeah, so police released the dash cam video and narrative after the traffic stop leads to two arrests. So um, if you play this. Refusing to give it, which is illegal. Because in order to let you go from the stop, because you are clearly fighting, because you are clearly fighting, I need to make sure that everything's okay. You don't know shit. You sitting back there, two, three cars back, telling me it look like somebody fighting. Why the fuck is my door open? This is against the law. This right here is against the law. You have no permission. We did not give you permission. I don't need permission. Yes, you do. You need permission. I saw you fighting. No oh really? You you're gonna no... pull that? Yeah, we gonna pull That's that. real yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, because we a fucking bro. We so I'm a racist, is what you're saying. That's really nice. Door. So I'm here trying to help you guys, and you're saying I'm a racist. You're saying I'm a racist. I'm trying to help you guys. Let me go. You're real nice. I said let me go. You're not going right now. So what the hell do you need my information for? That's what I asked. At the end of the day, there's no reason why the hell you can go on the car door. I'm still looking. I didn't find anything on the phone desk or in our records. So they found out that there's no matching names for the car. What's your birthday? And then we can leave. What's your birthday? Yeah. Do you have a warrant? This guy's a chip on his shoulder. He's not going to tell me anything. Now either he knows he's got a criminal record and that's why he's doing this, or he's just been trained that no, this is how you deal with the situation with these police officers. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. She wants to get battered. Fine, because she's not giving it. So. Both these cops white. happen uh I'm, there's more to it it goes on and on and on when did it happen uh let's see here june 13th 2020 so two minute 38 second video uh june 13th on the east side of the of the city so it's only a portion but uh yeah so neither offender had any pressure applied to their neck or were restrained in any way that would prevent them from breathing at the request of both individuals, they were transported to area hospitals and released shortly thereafter without any injury. So you've got stuff like this. This isn't just because of of, of George Floyd that she's doing Who? This. Yeah. Say his name. Um, this isn't – cops deal with this all the time. 
where as soon as they have to arrest somebody or they have to put hands on, on the suspect, they go, uh, you're my back, my neck, I'm pregnant. A lot of the women will go, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. Bullshit. Or I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's it's like it's like textbook. So these cops are sitting there hearing this and they know they're not hurting this person. They know and they've dealt with this day in and day out. And they know how much force to apply. They know what they're doing most of the time. And they're sitting there going, yeah, right, you can't breathe. So in one instance where maybe the guy is having a medical condition or medical problem, they've been con- these police have been conditioned through experience to not believe it. And is that, that, is that their fault? I mean, maybe a little bit, but not, not completely. Not completely. Well, Rogan had uh, Jocko Willink on, yeah. and they were talking about chokeholds and how it's stupid that you're taking chokeholds away from cops. Yeah. They're like, what do you do with somebody who's just totally unruly? Yeah. And they said uh, even the Trump the Trump administration um, had a meeting where they talked to, um, you know, um, people that said they were the victims of, of police brutality. And then he talked to police officers and he goes, well, you know, I think this is good. We're going to have new these new recommendations that you can't put in. Uh, you can't use chokeholds unless your life is in immediate danger as an officer. Don't you think some of I'm I'm willing to grant Trump in this case a little benefit of the doubt and say. At least it's, you know, some of that's calming this down. Right. You know? But there's an officer that called into the radio show that we were talking about that said, yeah, this is not uh, this is not good. Um, well, I agree because anything you take on a local level and blow up into a federal level, federal issue starts to be become convoluted and everything. But I think if Trump said nothing in this case versus saying, all right, we're going to look into these chokeholds and maybe he's just putting a temporary ban on them or whatever. Um, your frontline officer may not say that that's a good thing, but it also might right now help calm some stuff down. But here's the thing. How, how, how was the, uh, incident with Floyd? A cho- it wasn't even a chokehold. I agree. But the Eric Garner thing was, you know? Yeah. But that, yeah. But it was like, what, seven seconds that should never cause a death. So he had medical condition that caused his death. I agree. But I also think they probably shouldn't, uh, Gone after that guy so hard for selling single cigarettes, you know. Yeah, but once you resist, that's it. That's the problem. Yeah, and watching that video, I don't know if he resisted. But there, there was a video circulating too of of a, uh, a civil rights activist, and I for, forgive me, this was a few years ago, but it's recirculating again, where he was invited to um, partake a um, use of force training scenarios that police go through. Where they take these, uh, you know, actors, these people acting the part of uh, perpetrators or victims, and then they, t- they give you a fake gun that makes noise, and they tell you to do these scenarios, shoot, no shoot scenarios. So you have to decide when is it appropriate to pull your gun and shoot. And this activist decided to take part in it, and guess what? He got shot a bunch of times. <laughs> he got shot by not shooting, and then he went and ended up shooting when he shouldn't have shot. And wow, he afterwards was actually said, "Hey, I've I've actually kind of rethought." Just from that one experience, I rethought kind of my attitude, and I think the most important thing is comply. If you're in a situation with the police, with the police comply. And he hadn't been saying that before, so it was good that he went through that scenario training. And then you've got these yahoos that say, "Well, that's the problem. Police are in these scenarios, and they're getting trained, getting told that every every person is a potential uh, murderer, you know, out to murder him. So they're on a, a, hair, a razor's edge." I'm like, "No, that's that's just what they showed in the media or in their report." A lot of these shoot no shoots are like you have a situation where you think it might be something criminal and it turns out it's it's nothing of the sort. So they're teaching them to be have restraint in the right situations and not have restraint when it's a situation where it's going to get them killed. 
Well, I got another interesting story that, and it's kind of weird how I came into this, but let's do a couple would you rather's before we do, oh. just to sort of cleanse the palate. We're, I mean, we're right at the end of time here. That's okay. All right. All right. Would you rather clean up trash along the highway or clean up litter on the beach? Beach. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's what, nice. Yeah. You, you can walk along. Well, how dirty is the beach? You're not going to get it like a Brazil beach. You're not going to get Mountain Dew bottles full of piss from truckers that they tossed on the. Is, is it a, a beach along like some um, industrial it's, area of a Chinese shoreline or something? The Jersey Shore. <laughs> the Jersey Shore. <laughs> um, all right. Would you rather? Uh, oh yeah, I know this answer. Would you rather eat all your food super spicy or completely bland the rest of your life? You you know what I have to say. Yeah, completely bland. Oh, no, I was going to go the other way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I'd never eat again. Sorry. I'd probably have to do super spicy because if it was, like, so bland that it had no taste or whatever, I mean. No, you're talking, like, meatloaf and mashed potatoes and gravy kind of. It's got a flavor, but you're just like, eh. Okay, if it's got flavor, I'd be fine with it. But if it was, like, Chili with like, no seasoning in it. I'm thinking, like, like gruel. I'm thinking, like, oatmeal with no sugar. No, Yeah, oatmeal with no sugar. Oh, my but, God, no. But uh, I couldn't handle that. Chili would just have chili would just have beans, tomato sauce, and meat. That's some flavor. Not much. Um, but super spicy. You get like three or four bites in before it really hits you. <laughs> so you're like, ah, this is such good stuff, and then all of a sudden you can't taste it anymore because it's so yeah. spicy. <laughs> <laughs> then you die. Yeah. Would you rather live like the Flintstones or the Jetsons? Jetsons. Yeah, Jetsons. Well, although the Flintstones had some pretty cool amenities, like they had all the modern amenities, but they were like hot, know, hotter women on the Flintstones. Uh, true. Yeah. 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 True. Betty and uh, what's uh, Betty was Barney's Wilma. wife and Wilma was Fred's wife. Yeah. yeah. So. One more. One more. All right. Uh, oh, uh, would you rather drink um, milkshakes, milkshakes or malts? Isn't malt powder the only difference? Yeah. I can't tell a difference. Oh, really? I, I If I order um, a banana shake or I'm sorry, banana malt. And I get a banana shake, I'm angry because it tastes completely different. Well, here's what I know. You always said your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I have been have, have been known to say that on occasion. Have you ever heard the old English version of that? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Verily, yeah. my milkshake bringeth all the all the maiden young maidens to the courtyard. Verily, it is better than thine. <laughs> um, all right, so... It's really weird how I fell into this story, but it falls into what we're talking about. I'll, I'll uh, make it pretty short, but there was um, – I was a college football fan in high school and college, and there was a guy – I don't know why this stuck out, but uh, there was a quarterback for Army named Nate Sassaman. He was the only one who ever took them to a bowl game, won a bowl game – or won a bowl game, not took them to one. And I just – for some reason, I'm Googling shit, and I'm like, whatever happened to that guy? You know, did he – I think I was talking about the military academies because a friend of ours went to West Point. I think this guy went through West Point. He was a quarterback. He must have gone on somewhere. Look up the story about Nate Sassaman, uh, S-A-S-S-A-M-A-N. He was a lieutenant colonel, wound up serving in Iraq, and it led down – it was just weird that I had this random thought that led me to this whole story. But he was basically dismissed from the Army – uh, because he was over there in like Baghdad and all that, uh, and he was known for being really aggressive. And they started enforcing curfew 
And it was along the same lines of what we're talking about. Like, what do you do and what can you get away with? And they would get these, um, they would get these locals. He, he started to build a really good relationship with a lot of people. And I always get the Sunnis and the Shias mixed up. But basically the, the town that he was in, Balad, was mostly whatever Saddam wasn't. Which is that Sunni or Shia? I don't remember. Who cares? Um, it was the non-Hussein stuff. And outside the town was the Hussein backers. So, or Saddam backers. So um, it talked about how he was making inroads with them and everything. But they had this one issue where uh, some of the people would, some of the younger men after curfew would not, you know, they would, as they'd go by, they'd flip them off and stuff. And he told his guys, hey, when they throw rocks at you, throw rocks back at them, you know. And this was working in a lot of places and stuff. And then some orders came down that said you had to be more, you know, hearts and minds kind of thing. So he said they started getting guys wet, which was if you were out after curfew, they marched you down to the Tigris River, tossed you in, right? Just to teach you a lesson. Make sure you got out and everything. Well, one night they do this with these two guys, two cousins, and one of them they claim drowns. They can't prove that it was him. There's an American medical examiner that says the body you pulled out wouldn't have, if it was in the, they found the body 13 days later. If you'd have found the body, it would have been partly skeletal. It would have been all black and bloated. This was just a body. He goes three days to spend the water. And they think they were hiding this one guy and everything. And so the the article is really interesting to read. But in the, in the end, he made a point. He says, I can't. Th-, he, he basically said the army failed him. And he was aggressive, yes. But I think of these cops when we're talking about this. He says, the, the army says I can fire an anti-tank missile into somebody's house. I have proof. I have. I can get approval to do that. No problem. I can call an airstrike. I can shell somebody. I can do whatever I want. I can't throw these guys in the water. It's non-lethal force. You know, they didn't let him drown. They said there was no current at the time. All that. His guys said they saw him. The people climbing out of the water. Well, the they claim that this one guy died. The families won't allow them to exhume the body. And there have been formats that say, no, that guy's hiding in a nearby town. Mm-hmm. And just to start this whole thing. And I feel like we're putting cops in the same situation. It, it's not the same. The army and the cops are not the same. But I feel like the organization, for political reasons, is backing out on the people who are supposed to be enforcing it. And they're putting them in impossible situations. You can't honestly think it's okay to blow up a house but not take the people and toss them in the water to prove a point. Yeah. You know? And and the tossing them in the water thing was working. Yeah. Well, so. did you mention already that they that they've uh, the Fulton County DA announced eleven charges against this officer? Felony yes, murder is one of them. Yeah, and it was like uh, felony murder, felony attempted murder. Um, I don't understand how you get both of those. Yeah, he also said Brooks was never notified. He was under arrest, which I don't. I think he was. I think he was. There was another one where they were. Uh, when he shot at him, he shot in the direction of another guy shoot who's sitting in a car. Yeah, I heard so that too. So they're Nonsense. filing reckless yeah. endangerment charges or something. They're just loading this up. Then he said, uh, uh, Mr. Brooks was calm. He was cordial and really displayed a cooperative nature. Up until the point where he started fighting the Followed cops. every instruction for 41 minutes and 17 seconds. He did until they said, put your hands behind your back, and then he punched a cop. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty infuriating. What they're doing yeah but we need to end it there 
lot more to talk about. We don't. Even, there's subjects we're not even getting to that I want to talk about, but eventually, uh, Supreme Court decisions or non-decisions would be nice to talk about. Well, thankfully, we didn't get to the personal hygiene ones you wanted to bring up. <laughs> I've been meaning to discuss this with you. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about your manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, it's rooster at com or crow at com. And listen, you ingrates, look us up on the Facebook page, like, share, do all that stuff, rate us and all that, and uh, it was Crow that made me say you were ingrates. See you, bye. Thank you.